Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. It's me and traveling the world. We're currently traveling through the central Philippines, visiting my wife's family and exploring this beautiful part of the world. And make sure you check out our blog, daddy, daddyblogger.com, for a lot of pictures, videos, blog posts, and more. And uh, of course, when we're doing our travels, we're continuing our podcast series where we interview different entrepreneurs uh, from around the world. And one of the, the favorite things I like to do is interview fellow Canadians, fellow Vancouverites, fellow entrepreneurs, and fellow digital marketers. And I have an amazing guest on the show today. His name is very similar to mine when I, when I saw his name, and he has a similar background to me. His name is Rohan Shet, and his first four letters of his last name are exactly the same as my uh, letters. So Shet and Shetty, you know, what are the chances? <laughs> and his initials, Ricky Shetty and Rohan Shet, RS. Plus, uh, he's actually from the same ethnic background as me, Indian, uh, but, you know, grew up in Canada, so Indian-Canadian. Uh, so we have a lot in common. We, have a bit, we both have a big passion for entrepreneurship and digital marketing as well. So I'm super excited to interview, interview our guest today, Rohan, all about his uh, digital marketing. He runs two companies. One's called Grow Rev Digital, which focuses on more higher-end clients, and then Ace Digital, which focuses on more localized clients. Plus, he's created an amazing app uh, for a direct messaging bot on Instagram. So those of you who use Instagram, you're in for a treat to learn all about his newest um, software about a direct messaging bot. So we're going to be covering a lot of topics here on the show. Rohan, how are you doing over there in beautiful Vancouver, BC, Canada today, my friend? Doing well, doing well, Ricky. Thanks for having me. How's Phil? Yes, enjoying the Philippines. And uh, unfortunately, the Wi-Fi is not very strong. So apologies if there's any lags here with the Wi-Fi or internet. But hey, this is all part of the digital nomad journey. Life of digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect internet. So, you know, I mentioned you're, you're, you have that Indian background living in Canada. I'd love to hear a little bit of your story. Tell us about your ethnic origin, your, your, your kind of like your move to Canada, and then obviously your journey into entrepreneurship. I know that's a long story, but if you want to boil it down to about a couple, two or three minutes for the sake of the people listening and watching. Uh, absolutely. So, pretty much, grew up. Uh, was born in India. Lived there eleven years. Grew up in a very rural parents, uh, and my uncle owned a very large, successful business out there. Um, parents gave that up, moved to Canada. Um, the typical, you know, the immigrant lifestyle kind of, you know, give up the, the life to start over. Um, I came here. I was eleven years old. Went through high school, um, and then growing up, just kind of had that itch um, always within my. Like one bigger uh, through high school, my first entrepreneurial journey was you know so I was selling importing pocket bikes, what I call the original drop shipper. Um, I was importing pocket bikes from my high school. Uh, fast forward a few years, I ran uh, worked for McDonald's um, all the way through just shy of being high end corporate there. Uh, drop quit McDonald's on pilot. I was you know schooling in the typical. Uh, 40, 40, 40 wasn't for me. Um, got back into sales, did door-to-door sales for a very long time in Vancouver. I built up in there. From there, transitioned into some in-home high-ticket sales, uh, where I realized I mastered the art of one-to-one, and then I wanted to get into the art of one-to-many. Got led digital marketing. Now I've been doing digital marketing coming up uh, since pretty much this 2019 will be my eighth year. Of eight, uh, marketing started in affiliate world um, did a lot of affiliate marketing and then transitioned to running managing uh, uh, digital and agencies and that kind of happened by fluke because once you learn Facebook ads and your friends and family and everybody else wants you to do their Google ads and Facebook ads and everything else and that 
I realized, you know, I can bought more quicker and a lot higher ticket price points there and transition there. Fast forward. Uh, currently, like you said, I own two digital agencies. I'm currently exiting out of an app um, and as well as put to launch the very first digital marketing um, software for the Instagram world. It's going to be direct messaging bot, very similar to ManyChat. Sounds great. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, the, the backstory there of your journey, uh, you know, from moving from India to Canada, then your journey as an entrepreneur. You've done a lot of stuff in terms of marketing and sales and now doing the whole uh, digital marketing, social media area for the last eight years. Uh, so tell us about those agencies. You have two of them currently. Uh, tell us about uh, what made you start two, because a lot of people do one. Uh, and I'm sure it's quite difficult to manage two different agencies and yeah. manage all the clients. So walk us through the process which which came first and why did you decide to uh, have two different ones absolutely so um funny enough the first one so what is what is today they call road red which I kind of my own uh, back in 2014. Um, and that's when I transitioned out of the affiliate world into the officially into the um, agency world bit of work too but what ended up getting off there was like i said i started kind of just doing like localized stuff um one thing led to another sort of working with some pretty high-end names high-end brands uh 2015 i was fortunately enough as a speech in australia uh which kind of put me on a trajectory for growth and coming back from there uh been able to scam agents working clients for rev digital today called grow rev digital um pretty much you know half a million dollar a year businesses or more um and that's net that's not even gross we won't touch a company that's not doing them a half dollars net and then from there we've been able to i've been able to work with i've got clients currently in hong kong singapore um the australia uk germany uh us canada new zealand um, Dubai and we'll be taking on we did a ton of work in China and Taiwan so very international um, and yeah so that's kind of the main company um, that kind of started me into this and then eventually realized because of the amount of um, accolades in the AT world that I do you know a lot of the lower tier businesses and the, the localized businesses especially in Vancouver um, funny enough, I didn't really put my name out there very much in Vancouver, but they kind of just sort of care about me and the capacity of where they could handle it um, or where they could even afford our price points for what we do at the high ticket agency, which kind of forced me opening and helping the lower agency make it more locally than also just not internationally. That is uh, definitely very impressive in terms of the, the, the depth and also the breadth of the um, amount of clients in all these different areas of the world. So I can imagine, uh, obviously, there were time zones uh, with your team. Uh, how are you managing all that? Like, how big is your team in terms of the uh, management team and uh, kind of the, the people doing all the social media strategy and the, uh, the, the advertising? Tell us about how, how, you, how do you manage it all? How big is the team and how do you manage it? Absolutely. Um, so pretty much the, like when I started the company it was just myself and then I was using the typical, you know, where I worked in, funny if I had a pretty decent team out in the Philippines at one point. Um, and then 2015, you know, brought on a business buying a lot of media, even the biggest names in the industries. Uh, and you know, we just had a partner together. I've known him for a long time. So we, we went, we went down the road of, I'm in Vancouver, he's in Toronto. So based on the option in the three hours ahead, that was able for him to manage all of our European clients because that time zone, and I was able to manage all of our Asia and Australia clients. I'll be up tonight probably till about midnight working with those clients, but that's kind of the way we did it. Uh, since then, we've got a team of 11. Um, we've got three guys that work 
locally in Vancouver, uh, two and one in London, one in the U.S. or two in the U.S. now, and then we've got a very solid, pretty much mini office that I'm going to be setting up in Manila um, and Davao in the Philippines. Well, you know, uh, who knows? We might end up meeting in person over here in the Philippines because I'm not too far from Manila with my uh, wife's parents currently, and we're probably going to stay here until at least December, maybe into January. So we'll see. Hopefully our paths will cross here in the Philippines as well, or if not, of course, in our hometown of Vancouver. So in terms of the actual client acquisition, the fact that you have all these clients in different parts of the world, what are you actually doing to get the client in terms of marketing? Um. Uh, GrowRev Digital, the client acquisition is a very unique angle because we've been able to work and become such uh, name brands in the industry. Um, a lot of it's just well, based like three times a week. I'll get a, I'll get a referral or someone reaching out to me like, "Are you guys taking clients on?" Uh, so I don't really have to go down that route of like massive client acquisition. With the odd time, I'll run through a spell in like June or May or something like that where there's no onboarding, we'll just turn on some ads, show some case studies. Um, and we'll get some clients for that one. For Ace Digital, on the other hand, uh, very just a you know we're just running. Um, we do giveaway campaigns, and that's the easiest way that we've realized. We'll take on a client, like say for example, we're doing a gym client, and uh, campaign. We'll say you know, hey gyms, we're giving away thirty days or ninety days of marketing. Um, you know, and then we'll just build a full giveaway based around that. We'll get a list. One lucky person will win um, a giveaway in marketing for 90 days and then we'll just throw an offer out there to the rest of them and say, hey, you know, apologize you guys didn't win, but there was one person that did. We're going to give you a discount. That's been a phenomenal uh, angle that we've seen for the localized clientele to, to, be, to bring on clientele from there. Yeah, two, two very, very different approaches, obviously, like the, the referral base and then the, the giveaway-based one. So in terms of um, what are the major needs um, you, on a localized level in Vancouver, but also on a global level, what do you find? Is it usually Facebook ads, Google ads? Is it management of social media, content marketing, email marketing? What do you find are maybe the top three needs that business owners have on a local level, but also on a global level? Yeah, so on a local level, I think the biggest thing is social media is probably number one. Um, personal opinion. However, it's don't touch anything. I'm not. We don't do that because we we're so good at paid traffic, um, and we've become masters at it. So, but in 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 order, I would say social media is running. You know, Instagram right now. Um, we're business owners, whether it's restaurants, whether it's gyms, whatever. Number two, we pay traffic, so running Facebook ads. Um, and then number three, Facebook ads, Google ads. Um, and then number three, SEO. Some people don't. It's still huge. Um, however, focusing down the road of even focusing in like YouTube world of SEO because uh, Google organically outranks video or any written anyway. So if you can get really, really good at, you know, doing a, sh a short video for a client, getting them ranked on um, Google search, to be YouTube, you're going to win this. And that's in the order of the way. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense there. You've been in the space for, you said, like eight plus years. Uh, so you've obviously seen a lot of transition, a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of companies just, uh, they, they blow up and then they disappear. Uh, you know, you, you can th think of like things like Vine maybe or uh, Blab, you know, Vine, Blab, they were like super hot and then boom, they just, you know, they don't long exist. So gone. what do you, yeah, yeah, they're gone, boom. Yeah. Like uh, Thanos, the Thanos snap of the finger and they're gone. So <laughs> what have you found to be the big changes in, in terms of social media? Obviously, now you can see the shift towards video. That's the obvious one, right? Like the video live streaming. Uh, tell us about what you've seen from like this uh, being hands-on, having your hands in the grease, uh, getting yourself dirty. What have you seen to be the big, big changes 
from eight years ago to now, but also into the future? What are going to be the big changes in the future? Um, some of the big things that I've noticed is, you know, when I first started, was a lot of it was you could rank and bank. It's really easy to call it rank and bank back in the day, right? Like take an article, rank it, and make some quick money real quick, uh, real fast. Um, the Google slap was just around that time too. So people came in and kind of got hit by that. Uh, social media, Facebook, you were getting penny clicks, penny ads. Like it was ridiculous back in the early days of Facebook. Um, I miss them. Um, however, sometimes you just learn to adapt. Uh, it comes to lead generation and, you know, in today's day and age, you know, people, people Facebook's ad costs have gone up by about 120%. Um, it's the last three years. However, if you understand digital advertising and you understand marketing and behavioral marketing, um, you can pretty you can pretty much you know you can cut those costs down and be really really good at it. However, you have to be just market when they're off, when they're offering different uh, networks to market on, i.e., Facebook right now, uh, Facebook Video and Instagram Story ads. A lot of people are capitalized on it, and it's been a year now. And you know that's where a lot of the media that you could go back and get some of the cheap network rather than people so running, you know, right inside app, all that stuff. That's a big change that I see in the marketing world is people don't adapt fast enough to what's going on. And the quicker you can adapt, um, the, the quicker you'll win. So now that we're here doing this interview in 2018, going to 2019, 2020, maybe you can pull out your crystal ball here, Rohan. What do you see as the shifts happening in 2019, 2020? Are there going to be new platforms? Facebook and Instagram going to keep dominating? Is there going to be an outlier, outlier coming in? Tell us what do you see for the future of social media and internet marketing, digital marketing generally? So what I see for the, for the go like, you know, on the tail end of 2018 going into 2019, it's the time of us releasing the software that we're coming out with here in about a week and a bit um, is Instagram. Um, that's going to be massive play. Um, a lot of the ads we're running Instagram related uh, and then positioning into Snapchat ads, funny enough, that's going to be the outlier that I'd be focusing on from a, from a paid media perspective um, will be, will be Snapchat ads. Uh, a lot of people are paying attention. We did a huge launch for an app company for a client, uh, during the FIFA world cup. And I'd say about 80%, maybe more than that of the downloads came from chat. Um, so two things I pay attention to is automation, automation through Instagram, um, as well as Facebook, even Facebook, like many chat or Drift or not feeling any those people haven't really taken this can be. And then number two is um, Snapchat ads. Those are the two that I see the big changes coming. Um, and then, you know, the one we're all anticipating and for watch, but who knows when they're actually going to uh, fully bring that to, to light. Yeah, so, so, so unpredictable. But I definitely agree with you there, like the automation and the bots, you see it all the time. And of course, people are busy and we need solutions to the busy entrepreneur, business business owner. So the automation kind of bots makes a lot of sense there. And yeah, interesting that it'll come to Snapchat as well. Um, so i uh, curious to know, for people who are interested in starting their own digital agency, a lot of our audience is digital nomads and they're considering what should we do so we can make money while traveling the world? Well, you know, setting up a digital agency, maybe not to the scale that you've done it, but maybe as a solopreneur doing a digital agency, having some clients and eventually building up a team. What tips would you give to someone who's brand new and considering getting to digital marketing and running their own digital agency, uh, Rohan? Absolutely. Uh, funny enough, I get this all the time on my Instagram. The one thing that I usually tell clients is, or people that want to get into the client services world is, you know, being an agency is the quickest four or $5,000 month income and you can live that digital nomad lifestyle. I went through 2016 and traveled a ton um, and, you know, did it through my agency. Then I decided 
come back and structure and the whole almost kind of corporate route because of that. Um, and you can do it really, really easily. The number one thing is just you know go out there and provide value for free. Like you know when I first started, my first like clients. I wouldn't do it, but if I were to do it again, I'd probably say at least your first five clients go out there, uh, work through different niches, and then you know whether it's fitness, whether it's dental, whether it's you know whatever you want, find a few different niches, and do it for free, get some results. Once you get some results, now you have a case study that you can leverage against to go get these clients to pay you you know fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month, and then that transition. Do you really need you know three to four clients paying you between two and three thousand dollars a month, and you can be traveling the world, you know, different parts of you know whether you're in Asia or South. America or Europe or whatever it is, um, and then just you know go down that route of like digital nomad and digital lifestyle like I teach all, all the time is you just got to choose your business. For me, it came down to a point where I love lifestyle. I still travel a ton. I was in Kelowna yesterday, um, but I still I structured in a way where I still enjoy having a team and building that entire that's uh, that whole lifestyle. But just get where you know you three or four clients and then go have fun, enjoy travel the world, like do do things, and just through your travels you'll just pick up clients. I can almost guarantee that because you'll be networking and your results are to speak. Confidence will come out and kind of everything else. And you mentioned uh, you you traveled quite extensively last year. I had a chance to look at your pictures, like skydiving and you know hanging out with the kangaroos and stuff like that. And what did you find uh, challenging? Because obviously, if you're doing it to the scale you are, you need to be quite involved with the business and making sure your team's running smoothly, making sure your clients' questions are being answered, etc. What did you find to be some of your challenges when you were working and traveling simultaneously? The big thing that I noticed even when I travel day is, you know, being dedicated. Um, at the end of the day, it's nice. The novelty of traveling and working is amazing. However, when you're on the road, let's say, for example, if you decide on the road for six months, when that six months, you still got to mentally prepare yourself to understand, okay, I'm going to build my lifestyle around travel, but then I also have to pick certain days where I'm going to work, or whether to work three a day every single day for seven days, and then enjoy the rest of your day, or if you're going to choose, you know, two days a week, and those are the two days a week that you're going to work eight to ten hours a day, and you're just going to smash up and out. Figure out something to build a routine, and just build that routine around wherever you're traveling. Um, even when I get to travel today, whether it's for business or for personal or whatever, um, if it's I usually will get all my business in the morning and I'll come home to the hotel and I'll work for a couple hours at night when I'm traveling personally I usually will scatter it throughout the week and I'll do it in a way where it's like we enjoy the, you know, the weekend and we um, and then I'm in and I'll work all day Monday and then I'll do half a day Tuesday work middle of the week and then I'll work all day Friday or all day Thursday half day Friday so then that way I know I can structure it and then you know people that I'm traveling with already know this guy he's going to do keeps your clients at the end of the day they know what you're going to do the people you're traveling with they know what you're going to do and keeps you accountable the entire process. Yeah, it's definitely tough, the whole work-life balance thing, no matter where you're in the world. But of course, when you're traveling, it gets accentuated because all of a sudden you don't have that stable, consistent desk. You don't have the stable, consistent bed. You don't have the same time zones. You don't have the same uh, languages. Sometimes you're moving from hotel to hotel. You don't have the Wi-Fi uh, stability that you need. And of course, you need that discipline in terms of putting in your calendar, uh, making sure that the work hours stay the work hours, and then the fun sightseeing times stay the sightseeing time. So definitely, yeah, you can, those are some of the struggles I faced as well, Rohan. Uh, so we, we've talked a little bit yeah. about your Instagram bot and uh, you know, you, you mentioned you're about to release this and uh, this is something we see on Facebook all the time, you know, uh, people will message us and it looks like you communicate with them, but it's a, it's an automation, right? So tell us about how you've developed that for Instagram. How is it going to look like? Uh, how much is it going to cost? Uh, walk us through that journey into creating this new Instagram software. 
Yeah, so the idea came through with a part of my uh, he was he's developing this thing for about 18 months now and you know when many chat was starting to like get the balls rolling and like they hadn't officially been allowed on, on facebook and all that good stuff he kind of caught the win and you know gary v talking about instagram being you know the number one place where most people are hanging out the dms all that good stuff he's like okay we, well he saw you know he saw where it was moving and then that right up um and to kind of give you a little bit of an understanding from how it's going to work is if you've ever used a facebook bot or ever communicated with someone that's set up through a page to set up a bot um it's exact same ecology and behaviors that we've that many chat and chat feel and all these big companies have used and we've implemented it within our company called direct heroes and, and and um now we're testing um it's currently we're just doing a 97 dollars a month uh launch i don't know how long we're going to do that for it'll probably be about you know 60 to 90 days i actually fortunately enough get to speak at a few it's coming up to them and then because of what i've been able to do with it and then from there we'll probably go to a point where we you know take the we take the um rates to how many chat did it actually went to the flat pricing and then now it's based on the user base so you scale based on the amount of users you have just like any autoresponder that you would use in your email service Yeah, definitely wishing the best there. I, I know it's going to explode and take off just because you've seen how, how, how successful it's been on Facebook. And it was just a matter of time before someone, well, that's someone who ended up creating it as you. So congratulations, my friend. Wishing you the best there. Yeah. So, uh, Thank you. yeah, I'd love to know a little bit about your future vision. So you built up a successful company with uh, clients around the world and then, of course, the localized company creating this Instagram software. Tell us about what your future holds. I love kind of uh, understanding how an entrepreneur's mind works in terms of big vision, big picture. How does the next few years and beyond look for you, Rohan? For, well, for me, it looks, uh, the, one of the big things, the big goals in probably the next three years, I'd say, uh, my goal is to exit uh, both of my agencies, whether I sell them as a whole or I sell them, that's me the big, the big things I do. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be around the same time the acquisition will play for Instagram for the for Direct Heroes. Um, they, is that going to be one it's like we either get acquired by some of the big dogs or we play competition? Which you know, and some when if you're smart in business, you realize acquisitions the easiest way to get out of it as long as you're first market. Um, things I do enjoy a lot is running events and masterminds. I absolutely love masterminds. I'm in, um, involved in quite a few and. And I'm doing the entire mastermind model for uh, the millennial uh, and Gen Z, um, uh, you know, generation. So like that, that's kind of where I see myself doing more, more coaching. Uh, I've got a wealth of knowledge in sales and marketing and, you know, business. And I would love to kind of start giving it back. I've kind of been behind the scenes a lot of the times running companies and not giving a lot of it. I think it's that. Yeah, ex exciting times ahead. I definitely wish you the best there. So in conclusion, Rohan, uh, people might uh, have further questions about uh, being a digital uh, marketing, having a digital marketing agency, or even they might be clients who are interested in hiring you on a localized level because we do have a lot of Vancouver-based listeners, but also, of course, on a global level, uh, you know, as we're traveling, we have a lot of listeners from around the world. So tell us about your website, social media, and how can people reach out and connect? Yeah, so the easiest way to get a hold of me is going to be uh, my Instagram, which is I'll send you the links and you can put them in wherever it needs to go. Uh, it's Rohan underscore Facebook. I'll send you that as well. Um, you can 
I right now I just did a big clean, so there's probably about 300 people that can come and add me before I do another clean again, because uh, you can only allow 5,000 friends at a time. Um, and then the most, like I said, the most active I'm on is Instagram. And funny enough, I do not have my bot set up on there for my personal page because I love have full uh, human action. Um, and then for websites, growrev.com for the main for the main um, agency. Um, if you're looking at localized clients as well, just through. We'll sort through and know exactly what uh, Ace Digital's website is currently up and uh, should be running here. And then for my main website, which is going to be live, I'm hoping September one because I'm in the midst of doing a full rebrand or things like like a like a big podcast run coming up here, uh, which is Rohan-Chef.com um, and very very accessible to just reach out with my team as soon as um, we hear from you. Beautiful, beautiful, and yeah, definitely let Rohan know that you heard heard about it from us, and he'll treat you extra special. Uh, so make sure you check out uh, Rohan's uh, personal website, and of course his business website and his social media as well. And like Rohan said, I'll have the links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes or any of the podcast directories, they'll be right in the show notes, and there'll be clickable links. You can click right through, follow along, and find out more. So Rohan, uh, definitely a joy and a pleasure to connect here digitally, and I look forward to our paths crossing, as they say. IRL in real life as well. Look forward. And thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Once again, sorry there was a little bit of Wi-Fi issues here and there, but it's all part of the digital nomad journey. We're going to blame the Wi-Fi here in the Philippines. Uh, no, just kidding. It's all part of the journey. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Make sure you connect with Rohan uh, through his websites. Make sure you connect with us as well with daddyblogger.com. And of course, if you're interested in being a digital nomad, digitalnomadmastery.com. Well, thanks everyone, and we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode.